0: Hi, I'm Naomi Simpson. I'm really pleased to be bringing you Season 2 of Handpick, the podcast, where business owners ask me the questions. We've got a fabulous variety of great business owners with really tough questions that'll give you incredible insights. And remember, go back and check out Season 1 if you missed any of those episodes. Well, welcome to Handpicked. I'm really looking forward to chatting with Nick about his business, a deep sense of purpose, values and a great enterprise. But Nick, tell us a little bit about your business.
1: Sure. So HLS Healthcare has been around for, I guess, 13 years now. Uh, I often get asked the question whether I founded the business and I kind of feel like I I did, because when we when we actually bought the company, it was a one-man show, uh, and today we're, we're 30 people uh, across three states. So it kind of feels like my, my baby, but we're in the business of impacting lives of, of the elderly, the disabled, and, and as importantly, and sometimes forgotten, those that care for them through assistive technology devices.
0: That's right. You help people get around who might not be able to be that agile. Um Absolutely. So it's very purpose uh, driven. And tell us a bit about the size of the business in terms of do you count the number of people you impact? How do you know what is, you know, how do you view success?
1: Yeah, again, I've gone through a transition in my career and, and, and as having the business of understanding what it is that drives us. And I think like a lot of people, you, you get into business because you think you're going to make a lot of money and maybe that's part of it and maybe it's not. But we've had the opportunity to impact some lives and that's where I had the paradigm shift um in, in, I guess, our why, and we've begun to understand our why at HLS Healthcare and why it is that we do what we do. Uh, I I love to share the story of of young uh, Patricia that we supplied some, some equipment to, whose parents were her personal carers as well. She'd grown, she was 12 years old, but a long story short, we were able to supply some equipment solution that meant uh, for the first time in that little girl's life, her dad could take her from her bed to a wardrobe and she was able to choose what she wanted to wear for the day. And so they're, they're the sorts of things that drive us about what we do and, uh, and why we do it.
0: It's so important to have a deep sense of purpose uh, in working in your business and it always comes from customer stories. But what do you have for me today? What questions? How can I help your business? Sure.
1: Well, as I said, we've been uh, around now for 13 years and sometimes it feels like you hit that uh the, I think I put it as the proverbial uh, glass ceiling, you know, you, you grow to a certain level, and, and your why drives you to want to go further so you can impact more lives. And so I guess I'm keen to understand, did you ever get to that point? Um, how did you identify it? And, and what did you do to break through?
0: Mine happened when I was actually at about 10 years and I wanted to fire myself. I, you know, because that sounds really awful. But I I also wondered if I was the right person for being the CEO because there was so much Opportunity and so much scope, but working 100 hour weeks for so long is also tiring and exhausting. And I knew that I was a generalist and not necessarily um, a specialist. And so, very good at uniting the team, great on the vision. Great on the purpose, but there was a lot of detail that was needed to scale, and I didn't know if I was the right person. So I got there at about uh, 10 years, and what I did was move to a non executive role. So still very involved with the business, but not an operational role. And um, having a now I have a business partner, group uh, CEO, who has more experience than I do in scaling businesses and globally, and he just knows how to do it in a way that I don't. But I have all of the kind of customer essence, the sales and marketing and that uh, and the storytelling that is also really, really neat in the business. So together and having that business partner and we became partners four years ago, business partners four years ago, has absolutely transformed the business and its growth opportunities so uh, for me it was getting out of my own way and letting it go to the next step that might not be for you um, but it may be is who is the 2IC who is the COO who is it that's running the daily um, so that you can work on the strategy and the bigger picture
1: yeah that they- Really does sound like me in a lot of ways what you've just described I love the big vision stuff and then my eyes tend to glaze over when I get into the detail
0: I feel very fortunate. I've always had someone uh, with me, her name's Gemma Fastnidge, and she's the chief operating officer. And she used to always say, oh, I'm the detail and you're devil. Um, And we're we're very different. So even though it wasn't a business partnership relationship, uh, she's absolutely been, you know, 18 years on this journey and had very different skills. So She became the CEO when I stopped 10 years ago. She was the CEO and then she had uh, kids and then when she came back, she came back as COO and is absolutely thriving and... um So, there we, yeah, it was the right person for the right role and making sure I was playing to my strengths.
1: Strengths, yeah, yeah, and that makes a lot of sense. And I probably should mention because my wife and I have built this business together really over the last 10 years. And so she is much more about the detail, but that also carries with it its own challenges because we're both doing those big hours every week um, and we do work really well together. But how do you leverage yourselves to still enjoy your life as well as enjoy the business is interesting
0: it's very challenging and for those first 10 years I was also um married I was married to my job and my husband was involved with the business and there was no there was no breathing space there was no downtime family businesses though very successful can be very successful but job descriptions roles and responsibilities and also putting um uh ring fencing certain certain things I think can be really powerful
1: my next question I think links into that pretty well so it's it's how did or do you deal and you touched on this a little bit with knowing that, that you need to invest uh, in a certain area of the business, i.e. a C, CEO uh, or the like, but reconciling the cost of that now in your business when you haven't previously carried that role uh, and and just getting through that mindset of, well, this is an investment and in where we need to go. It's almost a rhetorical question, isn't it? Now I say it out loud.
0: Hey, sometimes you just need to hear yourself and all of a sudden it becomes really, really clear. But it, it's, it's a very important question because often we think, well, it's an expense when actually it's an investment. And it's about when do you expect to get the return on that investment, no matter what it is, whether it's an infrastructure project, a technology project, um, and, you know, you know, we seek to get a 20% return each year on capital in terms of um, the cycle. So by five years, it's paid itself back. But actually, it's really a three-year cycle. So when you look at a person that you're investing in, it's what are they bringing and in um, what time frame will they well and truly surpass the skills, the talents, the relationships, the networks and everything that you have. Uh, you know, for us, we have to uh, recruit and employ people who are so much cleverer than us and so much smarter, and bring different skills. We do not want many me's or people who look just like us because that's you won't get the scale that you need out of that. You're already bringing that, and you can bring that to a board conversation. So it's about finding something that is different, special, uh, and unique, and then and then the numbers will speak for themselves. Um, it does take a leap of faith. But as you know, in business, there's no guarantees.
1: So what what one thing then above everything else would you advise an SME like us uh, to do to supercharge the growth of our business?
0: I think the one thing is finding out what the one thing is. And success breeds success. So customers Customers is always what creates success and therefore understanding what is your secret source, what is it that, why is it that people buy from you, is it the unique of the product or is it your customer service or is it the love and passion and purpose that you have but knowing why people buy from you and doing more and more and more. I think that uh, Australian owned businesses have a lovely window of opportunity and to make sure that people know that they're Australian owned, but also putting a moat around that business. How do you keep people close, whether that's exclusivity of supply or keeping your customers and your distribution partners really close so they get what you are? Um, The other thing is I always look for one plus one makes 50. Um, and that is if I'm coming together in any sorts of relationship or partnership, because we come together, then the scale and the leverage, and I love the word leverage in business, is so much b- bigger. So look at what those leverage points are, those relationships or um joint marketing initiatives or who are already speaking to your customer that you could get there faster uh, if you work together. Who used to be a foe, who used to be competitor is uh, now often a friend uh, as we, as there's such a new world.
1: Well, my last question was, um, do you ever or have you ever felt like you were living uh, the saying fake it till you make it? And you know, because we, we talk in our business about authenticity uh and how important that is especially in an industry i think it's always important personally but particularly in an industry where we're serving others that are vulnerable as i said before um and and then therefore suffering imposter syndrome you know if, if you, i'm sure you've heard the term imposter syndrome and you go geez am i what am i doing am i really suited and we kind of touched on this in the first part too where you go you want to defy yourself I'm, I'm not sure i'm suited for this have i taken it as far as i can Um, So what's my question? My question is, uh, how have you dealt with that little voice in your head?
0: Um, I wrote about this extensively in Ready to Soar because I know a lot of people have imposter syndrome or they just have negative talk. Um, and I've always been a big believer in positive talk. And I, I speak to myself and I say, you know you can do this. You know you can count on yourself. And, and I have a positive voice in my head. And I think I'm very fortunate that way. It was it was the way that I was born. So unfortunately, I think I slip into the other ones where I actually think I'm better than I am. <laughs> so you know my business partner guy going not sure that that landed really that well and I go oh I thought it was wonderful so (laughs) there's the opposite of imposter which is just a little bit you know not connected or or um not really having enough empathy or, or view of another person's world so it can go that way I I think that um you know, we often get in our own way and we talk ourselves out of things. Um, You know, Acknowledge yourself for 13 years in business. Acknowledge the number of people that you make a difference to every single day. Acknowledge you can put Wheaties on the table. That's three things more than so many others have, have done. And so we're always looking for what's wrong and not what's right. And so when you look at a bad customer review, look at the 10 great ones. So whenever I'm having a bad day at work, I still just listen to customer calls. I find out the impact that I'm having on other human beings and it just gets me up. And keeps me going after 20 years. So, um, you know, put that. In the, and you know, Mike and Brooks said he had it as well. He's like, oh my goodness, this self-talk. So it's it's very human, and it's absolutely okay. But don't let it, it let it stop you. The other thing is make sure that you've got somebody from outside your family and your friends, and um, that is an absolute challenging you to greatness when you want to play small. Who is it that will be a champion for you? Um, and and given that you work with your wife, it's somebody else. It's somebody who's probably another business owner who gets the world that you're in. Uh, I feel very fortunate. I have uh, great uh, friends who are business owners, but they'll often call Bullshit. When they see it, they will go, "Really? I don't think so." You know, what about? And you want people to challenge you to greatness, and I think that's really important. Yeah,
1: thank you. And, and on that, we've started to in, invest in, in business mentors and coaches, just in recent times as well, which has been um, one of them who knows you was going to send you a message to give me a hard time, so it doesn't feel too much like he uh, he did that, which is
0: great. <laughs> Uh, And, you know, that's not my nature anyway because... Look, it takes something to do what you've done. And it's our job to drag everybody with us. And my intention with Handpicked is, great, I get to share some business insight, but I also get to profile incredible businesses in Australia that otherwise people never, ever would have heard about. So this is the double-edged whammy. It's, this is about giving you a moment in the sun to say, wow, look what you've done and acknowledge yourself. So even if he had have said it, I would have said, oh, yeah, whatever. That's not the way I roll. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) We all need someone in our corner um, believing in us but challenging us And I think that that's really important So we've had a wonderful episode of Handpicked And we've discussed and discovered a few things We've talked about, well, when do you appoint a CEO? How do you get out of your own way? What if you don't think you may be the right person for the job? You may be, you may not be But how on earth do you know? We also talked about the importance of having people to challenge us to greatness and how do you take your business to the next level? How do you grow and do things differently? So it's been a great episode, Nick. Lots of value and keep going, keep growing and congratulations on your business. And for those listening, perhaps you know a business who'd like to join us on Handpicked. You can simply go to the Handpicked page on my website and fill in the form. And remember, if you like it, rate it, review it and refer it. Who knows the difference you can make by sharing Handpicked, the podcast. Thank you. Thanks, Larry.